1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT where you're tuning in. You're also watching on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. We appreciate you being here, however you're connecting with the show. We thank you for doing that Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Eastern. Time and we have had every guest that's been on the show today is a native connected to uh, central and upstate New York. Papa Joe in our number one, as well as Latavius Murray, who, like he said, from all of his memories from when he was three years old, he consi- considers himself a central New Yorker through and through. And Malik Zachary here with us now from Syracuse, New York, and played at West Jenny and then moved on to New York City and is now finding his way to the team of his choosing. He had a top five. He's got it down to three, Ole Miss, Cal, and Buffalo. And he's back in Syracuse, thank God, right now. And obviously, we got to be safe wherever we are. But New York City has been a very... Uh, very unfortunately uh, scary place right now as this disease continues on. So we're happy that Malik is here and that he is safe and hopefully uh, all continues to be well for all of us here in the community. And with that being said, let's bring him into the Charney's Men's Wear and Tuxedo Studios. Malik, how are you doing today?
0: Good, how you doing? Uh,
1: I'm doing well. And Malik, you and I, I mean, as I said to you off the air, you know, your, your name came across my desk a few years back, you had reached out to me. I think there was some other, I think somebody had sent me a video or sent me a message and said, why is nobody recruiting this kid? Or at the time, Syracuse maybe had not said anything. And they're like, you know, this kid's fantastic. And, you know, just a lot about your talent and people in the community of Central New York pushing to get your name out there because they thought that there was something special. And obviously there is. What can you say about that, about the fact that you know, I mean, I, I got your name first and foremost from from someone in the community telling me that you're good, and I know that you had reached out, but what does it mean to you that you have so much support in Central New York?
0: Uh, it means a lot to me to see that people care about me. You know, at a time, uh, things wasn't going right for me, and, and then people in the city was there to back me up, to give me the coverage to get back and do what I had to do to be where I am now. So I, I take a lot of people in the city for that. You know, no one ever gave up on me when I gave up on myself. So that's most important to me, that how my uh, family, how my uh, people in the city really do care about me.
1: And when you say that, you know, people didn't give up on you and you gave up on yourself, how did you give up on yourself? What happened? Bring me into the, the, the scenario and the situation where you felt like you did give up on yourself.
0: Um, I was coming in as my, I came in as my 10th grade year. I was going to school in New Jersey, St. Benedict's Prep. And then, um, I, uh, decided to come back home. So once I came home, I didn't go back to school. I decided to come back here. And then I started back off at Nottingham. And then when I came here, I broke my arm. I broke the worst bone in my wrist and I was out for a very long time. So me loving the basketball at that age I wanted to play basketball, but I couldn't because I broke my arm. So I basically just gave up and didn't play for the whole entire like five, six months that I was out. Once I came back, I was really out of shape. You know, basketball wasn't going good. I didn't have the year that I wanted to coming in in my 11th grade year at West Jenny, and then everything just went down there, downhill from there. Because I just basically was like, I gave up, honestly.
1: So, what turns you around? You know, when you said you, you gave up, you know, you broke your hand, you were you were sad, you were down, you didn't get to play basketball for a year. What what made you what made you come back? What what resurrected you, so to speak?
0: Uh, mainly uh, you know, my family telling me to get back on track. You know, just thinking about it. You know, I ended up having a son on the way, so I need to do something for him as well. So that's what just gave me back on the right track to do what I had to do to be successful. So once my family, you know, was pushing me and pushing me, and once I found I had a son, that's when I really turned everything back
1: around. So, you know, like like you said, you know, you're down and out. You are you gave up and your family got around you. Who in your family can you say, and even outside of that, friends-wise, who would you credit with being your inner circle, kind of your your biggest support system that helped you through that really tough time in your life? Um, really my grandmother. My grandmother
0: was there for me the most. She was always there when I was going through my ups and downs, when I was going through my depression, all that, my grandmother. Uh, My mother and father, obviously. Um, My girlfriend, she was there for me the whole time when I was going through my stage. when I was depressed. Um, You know, people like that, like my, my family, family.
1: So when you, when you go through that, like you said, you know, you, you were, you found out you're going to be a dad and, you know, you're a young man in, in society and you were down and out and you're depressed. And then you found out you're going to be a father. What, what can you tell me about, you know, that news and, and knowing that you're going to have an opportunity to not only be responsible for yourself, but to be responsible for another life. What did that do for you? How did that grow you as a man? To know that not only do I need to lift myself out of this black hole, but I, I have I have a kid. You know, I have somebody that's going to look up to me and 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 is going to rely on me. So, what did that do for you? Uh, it just really did, made me more motivated because I
0: I realized that you know no one really cares. The real society doesn't care what I go through, so I had to really just you know get motivated that I had to take care of him and do what I had to do for him. So. I really just had to get myself together and get back on, you know, the right the right path, you know, talking to people, you know, stuff like that to get me that right from now.
1: And is that your son we're hearing right now? Yeah, he's right. <laughs> And what's your son's name?
0: His name's Michael.
1: So, so Michael, how old is Michael right now?
0: So he turned to December 1st.
1: Well, a happy belated birthday to Michael. What has what Michael done to change your life for the better? Uh, you know,
0: that'd be done, just been here, you know. <laughs> he just, uh, you know, he's the best man that came of my life,
1: and, uh, you know, I love him to death. That coming from uh, Malik Zachary here this morning uh, with his son Michael there uh, with him as we talk uh, live on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charneys Men's and Tuxedo Studios. Malik, tell me about your time at West Jenny and what you took away from that. Um, I honestly wish I went to West Guinea my four years
0: of high school. You know, I loved her. The people loved me. The teachers loved me. You know, so it was just a great environment
1: for me. And I wish I went through four years of high school. Fred Kent is uh, is somebody I consider to be a dear friend. Uh, he's someone that I appreciate when they went on and won their first ever state championship. I was I was with them uh, last season. And, well, I should say last, last season because technically this one ended up. But, um, you know so not this past one but the one before when they won the state championship I was with them in Binghamton the whole time and and uh, there's something to be said about that moment and and those guys and and him as a coach and how kind he is how humble he is how much he shares how much he gives uh, how you know he he's just a big kid and he just wants his parents to be there supporting him just like you know, you know, you would want yours. So what can you tell me about Fred Kent? And and you said you wish you spent all four years there. So I, I can imagine that Fred Kent means something special to you as well.
0: Yeah, I loved him. He was, he was always there for me, you know, schooling wise You know, I used to go to his house, just me, have dinner with him and his wife and his kids. You know, he made me – he brought me in as family. So I really appreciated him for that. You know, he was just always there for me and through the ups and downs. As a coach-wise, he was a great coach, you know
1: players, coach, so I could talk to him. If I felt like we should run this play, he'll tell me to run that. You know, he'll tell me to run the show. You know, he was always there. He was just a great guy. And, uh, and I, I just got a message from, uh, and I, I know the, the Duds family. And so, you know, out of obviously uh, Adam Duds Dudzinski has been on the show a bunch. And his father, who I call King Duds, he put uh he put Malik as my dude. I'm a huge fan. Love you kid. So what do you have to say to the Duds family?
0: Yeah, they definitely the Duds. They they were one of the families that never gave up on me when I was when I didn't have nothing. So they was always there for me to get go. They always did a back to have my back, back me up. So that's family to me as well. So I love them as well.
1: That coming from Malik Zachary, Central New York Native is gonna be making his collegiate decision. So Malik, the comeback, your family said Let's get up. Let's get out of this hole. You said I got a son to raise. I got to do this. You get up, you get out of it. Bring me into the first moment, that first game back to playing basketball. The mo like like bring me into it. you break your hand, you go through all this depression, you're down and out. Bring me into the first moment when you stepped back onto the court and you were playing basketball again and just what that entire moment felt like for you.
0: Uh, it felt great. You know what I'm saying? Coming back. It's basically my senior, I don't want to say I came back my junior year, because when I came back my junior year, it was, it wasn't a good year for me, you know, so when I came back my senior year, that's when I really was like, that summer I was working hard, working out, and I came back, so my senior year, when I came back playing that first game, it was, it was great, you know, I think we ended up, I think it was in a DWI, DWI tournament down in, um. I don't know where it was at. But uh I came back and I scored like forty, I believe, and then thirty two that day. So I just it felt good to be back and won the M V P at the tournament. It was great. So
1: it's the best one ever when I could be able to do the thing that I love. And, and and for you, like you said, to get in there and like you said your senior season where you really feel like you came back. What did you say? What what kind of thoughts went through your head? What did you say to yourself when you were holding the basketball and you were back on the court again? What were your What was kind of your inner monologue at that time?
0: Just really like in my head, I'm like, I'm back. You know, the Malik that everybody missed out on is back. So let me let me let me give him a show, and that's what exactly what I did.
1: Basketball gets taken away sometimes. Sports get taken away sometimes and and you know we ask ourselves we ask ourselves a question you know when something gets taken away i mean in my, in my case i went through a really tough period in my life and i was down and out and you know i i um i ended up ripping uh, vocal cords in my opinion i was never certified that i that it did happen but it felt like it did and if so i knew what it felt like to kind of like not have my voice and that's what i have for a living i know it's different than breaking your hand but you know, I felt like, you know, you almost feel like I can't do something at full go or, you know, what could I have done differently? I've had moments where I've been down and out. I've had moments where I've been depressed and sad. So I'm right there with you, you know, where I felt like I was in a black hole that I couldn't get out of. What would you tell people today as both of us are sitting here live on on the show discussing what it's like to feel like we got nothing and then to get out of it. You and I got out of something that we didn't think we could get out of. What's your advice to people when they feel like we did and they feel like there's no end to this, there's no better tomorrow. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna get out of this. I'm not gonna be better. What's your advice to people that think that they're not going to emerge from whatever they're going through?
0: I'll tell them, you know, talk, you know. Me, and my father was I never talked. I used to keep all my emotions in, and when you do that, I feel like it gets worse. So find somebody to talk to and express yourself and then have somebody there that needed your service to just you know, move
1: forward i feel like that's the most important too so Malik saying to you know talk about it discuss it have an open dialogue uh, Malik do you, you know obviously life is is a process that continues to go you know we are always a work in progress so as much as you're back to playing basketball and you're taking care of your son and, and you're out there you know like you said talking and being open and not closing off anymore what can you say about not only getting out of the black hole but staying out of it how do you daily try to make sure that you're taking care of yourself
0: uh basically you know just think positive still talk to people you know uh you know take care of your responsibilities and never feel bad for yourself because the, the real world don't care so you always got to continue to push yourself push yourself and think positive you know If you, if some some days I still get down, some days, but then I just talk it out. I either talk to my grandmother, you know, I talk to someone that I know that's been through this and that's there for me, that could you know talk me out of it, encourage me to be a better person each and every
1: day. And and Malik, you know, in in this time period, you know, it's like you said, you got to stay positive. Some people are finding it really hard to stay positive, having to stay in the house, not too much to do. You know, people are kind of getting a little stir crazy and whatnot. What would you what would you say to the world today if you were standing at a podium right now? I mean, this is your podium, this is your microphone, and to whoever we're you know whoever we're getting out to right now, this is an opportunity for you to say something. What do you want the world to know about staying positive, not only all the time in general, but staying positive through something like this that we've never experienced before?
0: Just you know. Just cherish, cherish, you know, this this is a bad thing, but at the same time, just cherish the time Because, you know, the time you get with family, because some people go out of town like me, I was going, I was down in Florida, you know, I, I, was, I was four months at a time, I was away from my son, but now I get to be with my son, so cherish some of these things, you know. Like, I broke, like, I, I tore a tendon in my finger this year, you know what I'm saying, so, and I was out for, I had to red shirt this year, because I, I hit a tendon in my finger, you know, I was sad about that. So you know, thinking positive, I got an extra year back, so now I get three years out of university. So always find something positive and something negative. You get what I'm saying. So, you know, cherish the time with your family, you know, do stuff with your kids or anybody you have and just cherish the time as much as possible.
1: That coming here from Malik Zachary this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Uh, Malik, tell me about uh, Chipola College. What was that like for you and, and what was the experience like? You got... Three more years of eligibility, but what did you take away from your time there? As it was, you know, another chapter in the in the book of Malik Zachary. So, what did you take away from it?
0: It was it was great. You know, best two years I had in my life. You know, it's a small it's a small town, but I loved it. I, I it made me feel like I was home. They they brought me in as family. I had a lot of friends. Made a lot of friends down there. A lot of fans. A lot of young kids that looked up to me you know, a lot of boosters that used to come to the game that loved me, you know, the coaches was great, just the whole the, the whole atmosphere was great and I was sad that I had to leave. and it was just like it was just like home to me, you know, after the two yeah, at first I didn't like it and it grew on me and I loved I loved it. You know, Coach Foley, my coach, head coach at Chipotle College was one of the best coaches I ever had. Just put the off and on the court. He was always there for me. Coach Demo was always there. You know, the coaching staff was great. You know, the baseball coaches were great. So we were just like a whole family, honestly, and that's what I love about it. Being around people, a lot of positivity, that's always there for you. And then always there to, you know, be there for you when you need them the most. So it was a great experience for me.
1: And have you tried to give it back and pay it forward, essentially? You know, you've had so much love and so much support around you. Do you take the time to appreciate that? And do you try to kind of help out where you can as well?
0: Definitely, definitely, you know. I'm, I want to go back down there, you know, do something for the kids, there's a lot of kids down there that love me, you know, go down there. When I was down there, I used to go to kids' basketball games, watch them play. I actually used to work out this one kid, you know, he was trying out for Modified, and he was like, he was like, scared that he was going to get cut, but I was just in his ear, like, think positive, we're going to work out every day, we're going to work out when I have time. And he ended up making a team, and he ended up winning a lot of games, so, you know, I just love to do stuff for people that here for me, so I felt like that was the best
1: spot for me at the time. Uh, coming here from Central New York native, Malik Zachary, you're making your collegiate decision. You have a bunch of schools that put offers out for you. Before we get to the three schools that you're going to be choosing from on April 15th, bring me into the fact that you know, you've know you been through all this adversity, you had the game taken away from you, you've been through injury, You know, and, and, and obviously you've been through down times and you fought through it all. What does it mean to you that not only did one school say we'd love for you to play, you know, D1 basketball for us, but numerous schools have reached out to you to be a Division 1 men's basketball athlete after everything you've been through? What does that mean to you?
0: It means the world to me to see that you know all my hard work really paid off, you know, that you know, if once you when you don't give up and you put your mind into something, that you could do anything you want to. Having over 20 offers this year was like it was amazing to have all that. You know, so I just tell the young, the, the youth, if you want to do something, you could do it. If you just put your mind to it and keep working, and everything will come out great with the grace of God.
1: And Malik, you mentioned that you said the grace of God. I want to I want to go into that for a moment. Just what you could say about what your faith means to you and how important God is in your life. He's he's really important, you know. He gave he he, he you know,
0: he gave me a lot of tough but I, he, he was always there for me from the get go, you know. If you keep your name if you keep the grace of God, he'll always reward you and just keep keep him in your mind through everything and, and everything will work out great.
1: That comment here from Malik Zachary, you got three schools that you have narrowed it down to. How difficult was it was it for you to, to shed your top five to your top three?
0: It was it was, you know, it, it, it was hard, you know, having them, you know, the best, those are the best five I felt like. And the cra- the thing is, one thing, um, I just, I just, after talking to my family today, I just added another. I, I added UCF to it, so now I have four. So I have final four now. Okay, um, so, so
1: you spoke with your family today in UCF, Buffalo, California, and Ole Miss now.
0: Yes, sir. So, okay. you know, um, it's just like, you know, it was hard. You know, I was going through it every day. still hard now, picking, having to pick one now. So you know, it's just it's just really stressful, but at the same time, it's a blessing because a lot of kids love to be in this position that I that I'm in. But you know, it's just you know, it's a hard decision. But it it, it I don't know, it's really hard because I love all of the coaches that have been recruiting me. I love you know the, the the where they're located. I love I love everything about the schools. You know, I sometimes I wish I could just play for all of them at one time.
1: So I wanna I wanna break it down here because they're I mean the schools that you're looking at are all over the place. You know, Ole Miss is going toward the Midwest, California's West Coast, Buffalo is close to home, and UCF is down in you know in the southeast down in Florida, right in Orlando. So let's start with Buffalo. What puts Buffalo in your final four? Uh, it's
0: close to home. I get a lot of a lot of people from home that come see me play. You know, it's the closest thing from Syracuse, so that's a great spot. The coaching staff did a really good job recruiting me. They show me on the Zooms. They, they call me every day to, to ask me how I'm doing, and I love stuff like that. You know, one thing about me, I love to build relationships. I feel like if we build a relationship early, we'll be good for the season. So they did a really good job with that. You know, I got a lot of people that, that want me to go to Buffalo. Since it's close to home, I got people in Buffalo telling me they want me to come to Buffalo. So it's just a really good, you know, a good situation as it is.
1: So Buffalo, close to home, a lot of support, a lot of of people in the community, family that want you to go there. California, other side of the country, why is California on the – why are the uh, Golden Bears, why are they in the Final Four for you?
0: Because basketball is going to end one day. So so I need a school like that. That's the number one public school in the country. So I feel like if I go there – you know, now I have an extra year. the to either grad chance or a stay, get my master's there. That looks really good on my resume. <clears throat> and I'll be able to basically get a job anywhere I want to in the country having that on my resume. So the academics there is great. The coach is great. Uh, he's, a, he's a legendary coach. Coached in Nevada. Went to Georgia and now is there. Uh, it's in the Pac-12. A great conference, you know. I know a lot of people in that conference from, like, Isaiah Stewart. I just put his name in the draft. Washington. Nas Carter. That plays for Washington. Oregon. Chris Dior said that plays for Oregon, so I know a lot of people that's in the conference. And I heard it's a really good conference, and it's a great competition, and most of all, the education is great coming from Cal.
1: Fair enough, and I would agree with you. Pac-12 definitely has some uh, some bright spots and, and some Central New York connections and, and different things like that. Uh, what about Ole Miss? You know, Ole Miss, uh, for you, what, what puts them in in this grouping and, and what makes them uh, you know in the final four worthy of your final four as you get set to make your decision?
0: Back in the day my uncle, uh, his name is Tommy Gunn, the third all time leading third all time leading scorer in middle Tennessee history Tennessee State history. He played for Coach Kermit. So Coach Kermit been around my family for a long time. He's a good dude and he's a good coach. So I feel like that would be a great opportunity for me since he knows my family. He knows my uncle and everything would be great with that.
1: So family connection there, and then UCF they snuck in. You had your final three: Buffalo, California, Ole Miss. You said you spoke to your family today before you came on the show, and you added UCF. Why'd you add UCF today?
0: Coach Dolphin did a good job uh, recruiting me as well. He came in, you know, being being him, he was one of the greatest PGs that ever led. And I just feel like being in the same position as me, he could get me to that next step. Getting to that next step in life, you know, he's a he was a really good playing guard, and he knows what he's doing. So I feel like that's a great spot. And I have a friend that played at Chipola, that's on the team at UCF, Brendan
1: Mann. So so you have – I mean, you obviously got a tough decision ahead of you. They're all different places. Like I said, one's in, you know, one's in the south, one's more Midwest, one's close to home, one's on the west coast. How are you going to make this decision – what is the criteria? I mean, I, I'm sure you're trying to figure out how to differentiate these four schools, so what are you looking for? How are, how are you going to start to break this down? What's kind of the Malik-Zachary blueprint as you have just a few days until you make your decision?
0: Uh, basically, just what's the best fit for me, you know? Who they have coming in, who they have leaving. If I feel like they have a chance to be a good team, you know, what, what's the future hold with the team, stuff like that, you know? It's really hard because all the programs are... Like, basically the same to me you know and I feel like I could make every team better it's just stuff like that you know uh uh really that's what it is really what it comes down to because everything else they check with everything else everything the facility all the facilities are nice they give you good uh sources from tutoring from stuff like that so great weight great room stuff like that so it don't it just basically comes down to where I feel like I would that I would fit in best and have the best career I could have possibly
1: and then you know, as far as your your son and whatnot, I mean, obviously your family is really important to you. If you do go away from home, what's your what are you gonna do as far as with your son and whatnot? Oh, uh,
0: I talk these coach, other coaches, you know, and uh, they, I'm gonna just move him with me and my girl as well. They're just going to move down, you know, get it. My she's a nurse, so she, she, she's 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 she has money to be able to buy a. a apartment my grandma's gonna come with me as well one of my biggest supporters and my aunts so we're just gonna do everything put money together and get a nice a nice house wherever I end up going so I love that as well having family that will do something like that for me it's just amazing it's
1: it sounds really awesome that you you seem to have this you know if it rains outside you got an umbrella so to speak definitely that coming here that coming here from Malik Zachary as he Gets ready to make his decision, Malik. Why did you pick Tax Day? Most people hate that day. Is that why you picked it to make it a positive day?
0: Oh, I, I, just, <laughs> I didn't. It was just you know I just picked that day because it was like I just felt like I didn't want to wait the process out any longer, and I said I needed need about uh, ten more days to figure this decision out because it's a hard decision. So I'm like I just picked that day out of did, I didn't know. <laughs>
1: And uh, you and I talked about it off the air, but I want to get to it really quick. Uh, Syracuse, I know people are going to ask, because you're from this community, you know, they're going to say, why isn't Syracuse on the list? Why isn't there an offer? What happened recruiting-wise with Syracuse?
0: Uh, Syracuse recruited me growing up about the my ninth and tenth grade year. they were. I was on the radar for them. I went to their camp, you know, talked to the coaches. It was great. You know, I just, once I broke my arm I, and I went through that time, I just, everybody fell off on me because I, I visit, I had an unofficial visit at Penn in ninth grade and then you know, I had a lot of schools calling in, a lot of schools. I was a four star recruit out of out of out of the tenth grade, uh uh fourth uh 80, 80 was my, my grade. So I was I was considered one of the best PGs in the country. You know, I went to camp with Trey Young, you know, Javon Duvall and I made the all star game with them. So I was really highly recruited out of coming out of tenth grade and once I broke my arm, you know, stuff went downhill, you know how we taught prior to this. So, you know, everybody fell off and then once I came back even i was uh i was in school in uh in massachusetts and uh this this recruiter guy named adam shrinking frank at his name's adam he does espn and uh he was like where you been malika we haven't heard from you in a while i'm like yeah i know you know i'm back now though so you know a lot of people forgot about me i fell off the radar so that's exactly what happened in that situation right there
1: That uh, coming from malik zachary well you know obviously we're we're happy to have you here. We're happy to have the opportunity to see where you're going to go. I'm going to be a fan of wherever you end up. So they're going to they'll gain another one with me as well. Uh, Malik, before I let you go, I I want to do rapid fire and and put you on the hot seat here. I do it with the West Genesee Boys Basketball Team, and as an extension of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that with you here today. So you get interviewed a lot. This is going to give you an opportunity to interview me, and and we'll go back and forth. It has nothing to do with sports. You can ask me literally anything. And so I'm going to ask you a few. You're going to ask me a few. Are you ready to play? All right. So my first question for you, Malik Zachary, is when coronavirus is, is when this is done, we have a cure. We're able to go back outside and get back to, you know, appreciating our lives and doing what we want to do. What's the first thing that you want to do when all this is done?
0: Uh. Get in the gym because I haven't been in the gym in a long time, and I need—I mean, just want to hear. I just want to feel my my shoes squeak on the on that court.
1: I love that, and I I can appreciate that. So that's a good answer to the first question. What's your first one for me? Um.
0: Uh. Dang. Uh. What? When was the first time you decided you wanted to do more uh, talk show morning?
1: So when did I decide I want to be a talk show host? I would say, you know, I mean, my whole life, I always liked to hold court, so to speak. You know, I was always a person like when I was three years old, it didn't matter. Like I was always the, the kid growing up that wanted to make people smile and bring people joy. And so I always try to get people together and make people laugh and, and have fun. And, and I always, I, I feel like I've been trustworthy. I feel like Uh, people consider me to be honest and hopefully funny. I mean, and and I really just liked bringing people together. So it was just something always in my blood to, to tell stories and and to, you know, just kind of share the world with other people and and just make the world a smaller place. So it's, it's always been with me and I, you know, I, I just fought for it and I desired it. And when I realized that I wanted to stay in Syracuse, but I didn't like any of the job opportunities out there. I, I looked up at God and I said, I guess we're creating this out of thin air. And we, we, I literally built my company out of the air in front of my face. So, <laughs> is, uh, so that's, uh, it's fun. And I appreciate it. Thank you for the question. Uh, my, my next one for you, Malik is what is the first piece of advice that you ever whispered into your son, Michael's ear?
0: Um, uh, first advice I gave my son is to never give up, you know, never give up on your dreams, never give up on what you want to do, and come to anything. You know, sometimes he wants to get something off the counter that he can, but I never give up. He starts crying, I'm like, never get up. One day you're gonna get it, you know, so don't cry, just wait your time.
1: Your time's gonna come, you're gonna get that cup off that, off that counter. I love that, and I think that that's awesome. I just gotta. A message from um, a Twitter at JTDeBull1 said, wow, what an incredible human being the Malik Zachary I tagged you here and said uh, is incredibly down to earth and humble i love for him to come to Buffalo, but I'll be a fan wherever he chooses to go. Great interview. So that's coming from one of our listeners today thinking that you're incredible you so and well. down to earth and humble.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot. You know, it means a lot to me when I have people that feel like I'm you know, a great piece of society, so I love
1: that. And you know, and and that's I mean that's the thing, I would have to echo his sentiments. You seem very down to earth, very open and, and honest and, and I appreciate it. So what's the uh what's the next one you got for me, Malik?
0: What's the first thing you're gonna do would you do if you won the lottery?
1: First thing I'd do if I won the lottery, I would well, I, I know that I would I I would think about everybody else before I thought of myself. But I'm going to tell you what I would, what I know that I would do is I would definitely uh, pay off all my debt. I don't have anything crazy, but I would pay off debt because I don't want to deal with that. So I'd do that, and then, and then I would really honestly look at, uh, you know, what I'd want to help Central New York, and I'd, I'd want to, I want to do what I can to help the community, and so I, I would, I would start there, and then I'd probably branch out. Into find you know people that are the farthest along with their cancer uh, research and maybe testing because I've always been a person that said that if I if I had a lot of money I'd want to find a cure for cancer all types of cancer uh, so I would do what I could to try and push that along and 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 hopefully be a part of the cure for cancer. Definitely. So my uh, my my final one for you, Malik, is. What are, okay, so you got to, this is a three-parter, you got to pick three things. So after basketball, what is the first job you would want besides basketball? So in the next chapter of your life, let's say you play in the NBA, all that good stuff. What are you doing after basketball? So that's number one. Number two is where are you going to live? And number three is what type of house would you want to have?
0: Okay, so first question. Where? What, what would I do after basketball? After basketball, you know, I want to go into coaching. You know, I want to be a college coach. You know, but you know, before, I would love to do before I become a college coach, i probably want to do like physical education like my my father does, you know, and then have like a, be a high school coach or a, or a AAU coach on the side. I just want to help the youth. You know, it's a lot of kids that don't get the the right exposure that's really good that don't get to the next level because they don't have the right exposure and I want to be the kind of guy that just walks into a park and see a kid that I think has potential and you know take care of him and get him on the circuit and stuff like that because there's a lot of kids that would love to do what I've done and love to do what I have the people that in college done but they don't, have the right they don't have the right resources they don't have parents that know how to get him in that they don't have like the the greatest household like stuff like that i just want to help the youth so i feel like i could do aau start my own aau team and stuff like that and just get give the kids the, the greatest the, the best exposure they can
1: to be successful second question what was the second question where would you live and what type of house would you have Was the third
0: uh where would i live i don't i really don't know yet most likely, i'll probably live wherever i went to college you know, I'm probably going to end up falling in love, like I did with Mariana, like, if I retire, I would love to live in Mariana, because I went there for two years, and I loved it, so I'll probably live wherever I end up at college, or wherever I end up done playing basketball, if I do make it to the league, I'll probably just stay there, and then I would type a house that I want, you know, I want to, you know, I want a big house, but I don't want it to be too big, you know what I mean, you know, big enough that, it's, you could have fun, but I don't want no huge house. You know, I want a finished basement, you know, that good stuff. You know, all that. You know, I'll, I'll leave that to my girl to decide on that because whatever she wants, she gets. <laughs> fair,
1: fair, fair enough. What's your <laughs> What's your final question for me, Malik?
0: Oh yeah, if you could have lunch with one person, who would it be?
1: If I could have lunch with one person, who would it be? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of people I put on that list, but you know what, Malika, I'm gonna go with the the first thing that hit my head as you were asking me the question. And if I could have lunch with anybody right now, I would like to have lunch with you because uh, I, I find you to be I find you to be humble. I find you to be hardworking. I think you and I, uh, in different ways, uh, have gone through tough times and come out of it. So I would tell you that you know I know you're in Syracuse right now, and and I am as well. So. Once this thing clears, I would uh, love the opportunity to sit down and 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 have some lunch with Malik Zachary. If you'd like to do that,
0: definitely, definitely, that's great. You know, thank you for having me on the show. You're, you're, like I love people like that that wants to know my story. That you know gives me the right exposure for the for other people to see what I went through in my life and always there for me. So I appreciate that as well.
1: Well, man, you know you picked the place, and so we're going to make it happen, and uh, and we'll we'll make sure we we enjoy that. So that coming from Malik Zachary, Malik, I, I, I cannot thank you enough. I want you to know that uh, no matter what you go through, you always got you know people uh, praying for you, hoping for you, and you know keep your head up, keep your positive mindset, and and I do want you to know that if you ever go through a rough moment again or a great moment or whatever it may be. Uh, You know, you got my number now, so if you ever need me, make sure you call me as well if you need anything.
0: I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
1: That coming from Malik Zachary. Malik, be safe and practice proper social distancing, and uh, I'll look forward to talking with you soon.
0: Same with you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All
1: right, man. Take care.